A recent analysis of the economy of the Oregon coast finds that the South Coast counties, Douglas, Coos, and Curry, have come to rely more over time upon government payments to people, Social Security, and more. The public programs made up more than a third of the income for people on the South Coast. Let's get into the numbers, their meaning, and their potential use. The Oregon Coast Visitors Association commissioned the study. Marcus Hines is executive director of the OCVA and our guest once again. Hi, Marcus. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us on the show. You bet. The us is uh, the other person is Hans Rodke, an economist living in Yahats, who assisted the research group LLC in Corvallis in doing the work. Thanks for joining us, Hans. I'm I am here also in that story in my car. Okay, good to have you both here. Marcus, let's start with you and, and with, a, with a fairly broad overview. I mean, yes, OCVA is a visitor's association, but clearly very involved in promoting overall economic growth, not just tourism-related businesses. Yeah, that's uh, correct. Um, we are uh, appointed by the Oregon's, Oregon, <clears throat> the Oregon Tourism Commission uh, as the Regional Destination Management Organization. And so while we do marketing and attract uh, visitors to some areas of the coast, we also invest in things like infrastructure, workforce, uh, and economic development. All right. If we slip into a acronym city and get to RDMO, that's what it means, Regional Destination Management Organization. And now for this particular study, give the headlines about what you were looking for and, and the, 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 the scout sketch of what you found. Well, it's really uh, important to us as an agency, that our programming is data-driven. And so we want to rely on the best, most current data. And so we commissioned this study because really there was not one that had been done along the entire coast for a very long time. Um, We republished a study that had been done nearly 20 years ago, copying the methodology. And so now we have a longitudinal perspective on what's happened over the past 20 years. And then we also have uh, a county-to-county comparative because our region is the entire coast uh, covering seven counties. We now have uh, current data um, that is comparable between all of the counties. And so we did it to share. Um, Everyone can use this data. Um, And because we copied a methodology that had been used in the past, uh, widely used and widely respected, um, we're just very proud that we have information now. So uh, you, you mentioned us uh, covering all the coast, seven counties up and down the, the coast. Is is the uh, the transfer uh, reliance more pronounced on the south coast then? Um, I would leave that up to Hans uh, to talk about. Okay. Hans, go ahead. Well, yes. So of course, we're talking about Curry County. That is a fairly large portion, which is uh, relying on transfer payments. But then you also have Tillamook County, uh, which also is kind of a retiree community. So, yes, almost all of the counties are in time relying more on transfer payments, being retirees, basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's more pronounced down in Curry County, mainly because of the ISIS the closeness to Astoria, to California and but it is affecting every county on the coast it's this larger portion than Oregon larger portion than the US as a whole 
All right. So when we're talking about uh, the reliance uh, upon uh, transfer payments, Social Security, things like that, it's uh, 38% I see of the population's total income in Coos County, uh, 41% in Curry County, and 44% in coastal Douglas County. Hans, you live on the coast yourself in Yahas, even without the hard data. Is this a trend you were aware of, at least anecdotally? Yes, and it's very important. And things have changed a bit, but not enough. It used to be that, for example, schools were re- reliant on local tax, uh, uh, local taxes, property taxes, and they were very reliant on local elections. And it tended to be re- uh, people moving in were not that supportive of schools. But of course, now we've changed where mostly schools are supported on an average from the state uh, um, per pupil support. So that's not as important anymore. But otherwise, yes, I do see that uh, retirees moving into yachts, for example, which is a very desirable place for retirees and for tourists. And that's causing some real problems of price of homes, going way up and price for labor and uh, not keeping up with that. So there's this shortage of housing for for the workers. All right. So I see because people come I, in with disposable I, income and no, no need for a job. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but we're also having a little different trend coming in, which I'm seeing now, which is very uh I think positive. It's this reliance on uh, distance work. Uh, I know several people, younger people, professional doctors, people who set up websites, who are moving the coast, have the internet, have the ability to work from from home and live in a place where they like to live. So that's the positive trend from this from this uh, change taking place. We well, were talking about the Oregon coast, particularly the south coast, and a greater reliance upon uh, Social Security and similar government transfer payments uh, for income for the county's residents. This is Coos Curry and Coastal Douglas County. We're focusing on here with Hans Rodke, an economist living in Yahats, who assisted with the research. Marcus Heinz is the executive director of the Oregon Coast Visitors Association. You might have some thoughts you'd like to share. Join us at jx at jeffnet.org. So, Marcus, uh, conversely then, if transfer payments are becoming more important, what forms of income have decreased over that time? Well, I think um, everyone has uh, felt it over the past couple decades. You know, the the, um, natural resource extraction economy has kind of continued to decline, but maybe stabilized um, at a much lower level than it had been um, in what people call the heydays. Uh, So, you know, we, we are focusing on what we can do and how do we bring uh, income and wealth to the coastal communities. Uh, visitors spend um, several billion dollars a year along the Oregon coast. I think people don't really realize how much new money is brought in that kind of breathes life into our coastal businesses and trickles into every facet of life for people here at the coast. 
Um, I would also add that it's not immediately apparent that quality of life for residents here is very important for the visitor industry because it directly affects the quality of experience for visitors. And so when we talk about infrastructure and services and general amenities uh, for coastal residents to have a good quality of life, um, that's important for the visitor experience. So we have a lot more in common uh, than people realize cross-sector and cross-industry. You know, I, I'm aware of the fact that there are some people who live on the coast, uh, but not all the time. And I wonder who gets included and who does not in these numbers. If a family lives part-time on the coast, does that family get included? Uh, good question um, for Hans. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we do We do have estimates of uh, second homes, uh, and they're much higher in places like Tillamook County, for example, mainly because it's close to to Portland. Uh, well, on the census, of course, uh, you get counted where you are when when you get counted. But we do have estimates of uh, second homes, and uh, and that does second homes do create some benefits, but they also create some problems. Uh, in in effect, yes, they do pay local taxes, but the uh, demand on the infrastructure is somewhat erratic, meaning that uh, in high times, for example, demand on water resources way up. And then, of course, you have to build the infrastructure for the high times. It's sort of like building a bridge for a high amount of traffic. So that creates a problem. Uh, and may, if I may add one thing, what Marcus said, the the changes in natural resources, especially timber, has not so some on reduction in cut, but mostly reduction in employment because of technology, automation, uh, mm-hmm. automation. Uh, I worked for on jobs for BLM and Northwest Forest Plant, where we figured a million board feet created 24 jobs, that's direct, indirect, and so on, uh, per million board feet cut. And I'm estimating now we're probably down to about half of that Mm -hmm. because of automation. Throughout the process, cutting trees, Mm process uh, transporting those trees and then also uh, sawing the trees up into port. Everything has become more automated, which right. means... Plus, plus less timber jobs. being cut over time as well. Yeah, I'm, I need to uh, get Marcus back in here for a second because uh, we were talking about about income on the Oregon uh, coast. Marcus Hines from the Oregon Coast Visitors Association economist Hans Rodke helped put the work together. What do you see as the greatest use, Marcus, for the information that uh, we're getting here? Well, for our agency, we're always very interested in um, how we can collaborate with other agencies and other organizations. Uh, I believe this will really help us understand, provide some structure for a roadmap on how how our industries could be related. For instance, uh, you know, because visitors do spend so much more money, it is very possible for us to get more money per tree if we 
created value-added products from seafood and value-added products from timber, um, we could have a small mill, we could build wood kayaks, and we could sell them. Uh, visitors do buy things and have them shipped home. So, uh, you know, we are always tr- looking for ways for us to expand the benefits of the visitor industry. And I think by collaborating cross-sector in these creating uh, products from our natural resources is a really sweet spot where everyone can win. Is there much scanning of uh, possibilities for new big industries in 35 years plus here? I've watched discussions about steel mills and gas export terminals and now offshore wind. The first two didn't happen, but there could be something that would potentially reshape the coastal economy in a big way. Um, yeah, I I am not seeing any big plays um, along the coast. Um, that's going to bring hundreds of millions of dollars uh, by a project. Maybe there's the talk of the container um, uh, shipping out of Coos Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a very long-term project. Uh, but other than that, um, I don't really see much happening. And so, you know, what do we do with the money that is here that does come every year? Uh, and we're talking billions. And how do we keep it here? Because right now, Let's just take food, for instance. Uh, When visitors come and spend about $804 million a year on food and food services, I'm estimating we lose close to uh, 20 to 30% of that because the food we're selling is not from here. 90% of the seafood sold and consumed along the coast is not from Oregon. And so when that restaurant reorders uh, seafood from you know, Atlantic, Atlantic salmon, or usually abroad, we lose the money immediately. So, and if 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 that is true, between twenty and thirty percent, we're losing. I mean, we're talking we're losing hundreds of millions every year. So, how do we just stop the economic leakage? Um, and that's kind of where our agency is at um, with economic development. All right. And uh, yeah, one one uh, final note to, to bring in here. I mean, the transfers are a bigger part of the income for all of Oregon over time, over the time you studied, not just the coast. Is that right? <laughs> Hello? Um, yes. Yes, it's changed somewhat for everyone. But on the coast, it's a much bigger part. And there's one part that's missing here, which we have no uh, accounting for, mm-hmm. that's also affecting the coast, is which I call the wealth effect. And I see this from retirees. Probably the the estimates of income for that the retirees bring in is probably fairly, our estimates are low because that's also what I call the wealth effect. Right, I'm sorry, Hans, we're just out of time. I don't get a chance to get the whole thing in here. What I did want to point out was that uh, transfers were 16% of Oregon's income overall in 2003, 24% now. On the coast, it went from 23 to 37. Marcus Heinz, Hans Rodke, thank you so much for joining us on the Jefferson Exchange. This is JPR.